Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm with some wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Awesome! We're glad you're here. <laughs> Welcome to this Man Up uh, podcast number 123, uh, Spiritual Oasis for Men, and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas, Sugarland Baptist Church, so grab a globe, spin it around, bang! Hopefully you'll find Texas. Southeast corner of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, and that's where most of us are. And Kyle is somewhere north between Dallas and Texas, and we got him on speakerphone. That's Deacon Kyle. So <clears throat> we're not pastors, we're just regular guys, and we're each on this faith journey. And <clears throat> the professor is out, Robert Koshu, out doing some kind of uh, work release program or something <laughs> like that. And uh, but we have, he, we call him the gambler, Mr. Steve Titch, a world-class policy writer is here. We have the judge here also. He's an attorney, he's a prosecutor, that's Mr. Michael Cropper. My name is Bill Cox, and I am the host. And we're each on this individual faith journey, and if you've been following along with us, on podcast number 122, I kind of got called out. And I got questioned by Mr. Steve Titch, and it was the commandment, we're in the Ten Commandments, about the using the Lord's name in vain, and because I, I've I been a writer and actor, I, not you necessarily. Feel guilty. No, I, so, I, I absolutely guilty. do feel guilty, oh, and especially <laughs> in this canceling culture that we're in. We, we, when we go back and we look at what we have done previously, I was doing, because of this podcast, if you've listened to it, I was going through in the stuff that I've written and some of my uh, movies and acting roles that I've done. And, you know, I felt a little bit uh, convicted about that, you know. And here's the point that I want to make. Each of us on, are on a spiritual journey. We have a small mirror, but we have two eyes that see the horizon. So as you learn, as you go through things with guys like us, with mentors, that it should help you. And I tell you what, honestly, guys, I just want to let you know, it changed the way I looked at things this week by having it illuminated, I never even really thought about it, about what I've done as far as in comedy or in writing and acting and stuff, but even some of the music that I was listening to, and I was singing along, and I, and I never really think about the words, but it made me think about it. And, you know, honestly, I was kind of disappointed in myself. And so I, I guess that's... That's part of being on this faith journey, and that's why we do this Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast, because you're around people and talking about things you don't genuinely 
or generally get to talk about and it's we go deeper and deeper it's like peeling an onion and sometimes you hit a nerve and last week's podcast I can't tell you the last time I mean I've, I've gone to church my whole life I I can't tell you the last time that I actually studied or even thought about any of the Ten Commandments I I, I just I just haven't and then to have it apply to my life and actually think about it and contemplate the implications. I mean, in a way, that was a revelation. And you know what? I mean, when the spotlight was on me, I got a C minus. <laughs> you know, I didn't. I mean, I wouldn't have graded you that that harshly. I and I'm in fact, <laughs> in fact, now I'm going to be the only guy out here. I. I, I agree with you when you, you, you told that story where you're trying to, to, you're directing a film and you're trying to get an actor to find the essence of that character and find that emotional truth, which is what they train actors to do. Oh, I should have to, and, right. and, and that's the way it came out. And there was, you, there was truth there. Uh, there was, it wasn't, you know, this is, I'm going to say, this is what I don't like about a lot of these so-called Christian movies. There is no, they, they, they tone down the, and I'm not just talking the lack of bad language, they tone down the emotional level to a G-rated thing, and these are for adults. No, that's what, that's what affects the quality of it, because there, there is a loss there, there's a loss of credibility when you don't show a character truly angry or truly passionate about something, and you del- and and these scripts and these directors, I think they deliberately hold themselves back, and that makes for a less of a true product. And that's so 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 I'm I'm arguing passionately. For, I don't want you to feel bad about expressing what you feel is artistic truth, even if it has bad language in it, even if it deals with adult subjects or subjects that are not appropriate for children. And, and another thing about this podcast, for those of you out there that are listening, sometimes it brings up, I, I'm one of these type of people that I like little sound bits and sayings. Those things stick with me. And I hadn't thought about what my mother said for years. And she said, Profanity is a forceful way for a weak mind to express itself. And only when we were on that taking the Lord's name in vain commandment did I think about that and thought of how powerful that was. And so for those of you out there that are listening... I mean, I, I, yes, we want you to be affected by this podcast, but understand this. In the mere creation of it, we ourselves are affected because each of us are on our faith journey as well. And so, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the panel that we have today. And we, we are going through, like I alluded to before, we're going through the Connect 360, its pillars. This is a great study guide by Baptist Way Press. And uh, my name is Bill Cox, and I am the director of the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, ABF here, Sugarland Baptist Church. And what we do is we get together as men, and we go over a 
Bible study. Uh, through, and this one happens to be through the Baptist Way Press. And, and then we get together and bring in some ringers <laughs> from other classes to go ahead and, and discuss it. And we're on, this is Lesson 5, Celebrating the Lord's Day. And with us here is, <clears throat> and before I introduce them, I want, just want to let you know our basic format on how we do things for those of you that are new. Um, what we do is I introduce the panel. We also do a basic overview of the lesson because we understand that you're men and men are busy and not every lesson speaks to speaks to men. So if you get the overview and if you totally get it, we, we understand it because we're guys, we're busy, we're all committed, we work, we have families, we have uh, commitments that we have to take care of. But then also, then after that, we read the scripture and then we dive deeper into a deeper discussion of it. And a lot of times that's where the meat of it is. And the nice thing about it is what I do is I introduce the panel, not only by their name and their profession, but also their passion or, or their avocation with stuff that they that they do. And so you might identify more with one or another. And so I'm going to go ahead and uh, just introduce the panel. Uh, Mr. Steve Titch, he's a world-class policy writer, a bit of a professional gambler, and, uh, <laughs> and someone who, I mean, it was a great discussion. If you didn't listen to 122, go back and, and look at that. that. That was absolutely awesome, and I've listened to it a couple of times, and, and it's, just, it's just great. Uh, and Mr. Michael Cropper, he is a attorney, but he's also a prosecutor, so he could defend you or he could throw the book at you, and he's here, the judge. And uh, Kyle Trahan, you might think that he's a truck driver because he's on the road so much, but no, he's our class deacon, he's also a salesman, and, and he's running, and we have him by phone, so if you, if you hear, <laughs> well, that's Kyle's phone, so... We're going to go ahead and uh, let him chime in, and hopefully, through the magic of uh, software, we can go ahead and uh, we can we can make it sound like he's uh, well. If not here, he's not driving so fast. So that's Kyle talking. You hear? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was Kermit the Frog. Uh, but anyway, anyway, uh, we are on. This is lesson number five, celebrating the Lord's Day, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, get a brief overview of it and start out with Mr. Steve Titch. Okay. Um, well, it's the day of rest, uh, uh, Sabbath, Shabbat, which literally means day of rest in Hebrew. And uh, well, I'm just going to leave it at that because it's an interesting concept. Different faith traditions have different approaches to it, uh, but I think it's it's a finding a balance between outright neglect of the Sabbath and its purpose for being there and perhaps a legalistic devotion to following every little thing in there. <laughs> Judge. Alright, a couple things real quick. Uh, mentioned to you last week, uh, Bill was telling you about the, the uh, podcast we had and last week we dealt with you shall not take the Lord's name in vain and that hit home we really started talking about there's two ways you can violate uh, 
taking the Lord's name in vain. And that's one way your language, which all of us know that. We hear it every day. We hear it in movies. And Bill said he went back and looked through some of the scripts he had written. And he talked about that afterward. And then the second way, which I mentioned, folks, that you can, you can take the Lord's name in vain is, is your actions. In other words, folks, if, if, how do you act at work? How do you act at home? If someone mentions your, your name to another individual, what is the impression that person's going to get of you? And that's going to be, it may, could be a combination of language, it could be a combination of how you act. But the point is, is, is it's possible to take the Lord's name in vain through acting rather, rather um, unchristian. The <laughs> easiest way to say yes, it. By, right? by bad witnessing right. right, right. right. bad things. By you representing do. bad yeah. yeah, my mother always said, actions speak louder mm-hmm. than words. And, uh, and Bill made a point to bring right. it up with his mom. Mother said that the statement that stuck in his mind so much. Um, anyway, the uh, prior prior week before that, we, we said you shall not have a carved image before you or take any likeness therein. That's uh, the second commandment, folks. And, and it's much like uh, while the first commandment we have was that the Lord said you shall have no other gods before me. In other words, you're going to have one God. It was not unusual with one and two to have multiple gods. You remember the Grecians worshipped the gods in the heavens, Zeus, Athena, and a number of the other uh, star constellations. And then you also had uh, even the, the Canaanites where the Jews moved into after they went from the exodus from Egypt and went into the land of Canaan. Many times the, the people who were worshiping there worshiped both uh, uh, Baal and Asherah at the same time because one was the god of fertility and one was the god of whatever. Uh, he's ugly sucker though. <laughs> the god of ugly. God of, yeah. God of ugly. Anyway, I didn't write that down. So, uh, but today's lesson is is just I, I think it's phenomenal. Whether we take a long time with it or not, right. it's it's remember the Sabbath thing and keep it holy. And and one thing, uh, it, it may seem really simple to you, but to me it's uh, it's very important because the Lord says three things here, not one. He's saying. One, three things. He said, remember the Sabbath day. Now, he doesn't tell you what to do with it at this point. He comes back and tells you the second command, and that's, like Steve said, rest on it. And that's what we're going to look at today. What is rest? Does that mean lay in bed for 24 hours after you've worked six days? Does that mean, uh, can you go out and play baseball with your children? Can you go out and... Uh, hunt rabbits if you happen to be a hunter, I don't know. Uh, and I mean, is that violating the Lord's uh, third commandment, which is to keep it holy? So we're going to explore that, and we'll talk a little bit about that. I think uh, Steve said there's a moderation there, and our author of the lesson that we looked at uh, believes in t- indeed there is a moderation between whether you do nothing on the Sabbath and whether you do something, and, and whether in fact... It, it, uh, it honors God and glorifies God. Excellent. Deacon Kyle. Can you guys hear me well enough? Yeah, we, we, we can do hear now. you. Okay. Um, you know, I, I was just thinking, you know, if you go back to uh, the days of the Pharisee and we're talking about keeping the, the Sabbath day holy, can you imagine if they would have had a time portal to be able to look into our Sunday or Saturday or 
whatever whatever you consider your your Sabbath, they would be appalled. I mean, they had so many restrictions and rules and laws of how not what you could not do. We break those things. Like I said, it would be an interesting thing to let them see our world and then get their opinion. Yeah, very good. Uh, my own interpretation, I, I was raised on a farm and we worked hard uh, for six days. And so the rest on uh, Sunday was a time of, of reverence, of, of worship, but also a time to just take care of the animals and be with the family and recharge your batteries. And I think, I, I look at my own life uh, now, I don't work nearly as hard as I did when I was on the farm. And so, you know, when someone says, and then you need to rest on the Sabbath, well, you know, I, I wouldn't need to rest if I worked a lot harder, you know. But I think what is meant, though, is to take time to count your blessings and to have reverence. So, And with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to read the scripture real quick. This is from Exodus 20, 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male or your female servant, or your cattle or your sojourner who stays with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. I think uh, uh, one part about about this making it holy was um, when there was uh, uh, during uh, the Exodus there was uh, a person who went out and gathered food on the Sabbath day when you were supposed to have, or actually, what, what gather firewood. 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 We read the scripture. Right. They grabbed that firewood, and instead of uh, <coughs> having instead of having enough for, for the for the yeah, day before, yeah. and uh, they had him stoned to death. And I think part of that is due to uh, the Lord wanting everybody to be equal as opposed with having someone being out, uh, essentially working overtime, Mm -hmm. trying to get ahead. And I, uh, what what do you think about that? Well, I think that... That's interesting. Go on, Steve. Oh, okay. That, that the idea is, is um, well, God, in, in the garden, God delegated men and women with, with responsibilities uh, right. to care for the, the land, to care for the garden. So, it, we, you know, we were not, the, God's will was not just to have men lie around. At the same token, he's saying, it's not all work 24-7. And just as you were saying a, a, a moment ago, um, God is commanding you to take a day off, and it's to 
basically take a step back from the day-to-day -day grind. And, and, and as, a, as a farmer, I mean, you were much <laughs> closer to the idea of, uh, you were that much closer to the idea of what, what, what this culture was doing at the time. Right. Um, but even today, even when, you know, you have a desk work or you're, you're in the service industry, um, you're dealing with, you know, you got to take a step back from that. That's still work, and um, it's very easy to get wrapped up in worldly stuff. And to take that day off uh, is part of bringing, you know, going back to God, going back to uh, uh, at least a, a moment of reflection, a day of reflection, a day of recreation. I, you know, I, I, there's nothing, you know, you can take the commandment literally, you will not do any work and I think that's certainly what the Pharisees did, and they had the, the Talmud list some, some 37 categories and, and all sorts of injunctions. But the idea is refresh and, and gain some level of recreation and, and worship. I'm, I'm, go, go, ahead, go ahead, Kyle. No, it's, it's, it's recharging the batteries as well. <clears throat> I mean, all of our bodies, you know, you can only put so much. You know, and certainly as we age, we've all learned that. Yeah, I remember as a, as a younger man in my 20s in the military, we'd get a couple hours of sleep, you know, and we'd do that seven days a week. Uh, we'd work our regular job, and then we'd go out to, we worked uh, security at nightclubs. So we'd work all night long, and, you know, we didn't stop back then. Now as we age, you know, we find that we can't do what we used to. And so to me, it hits me harder, the understanding that it is to stop and reflect, as you said, Steve, and to recharge your batteries so that you're able to continue to labor on the other six of those days. The um, God gave us examples of what has worked. First of all, we all know, and, and, and if you look at the scriptures totally, you cannot not do something on Sunday. Because he wants you to worship him. Right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to get out of bed. You're going to have to get dressed. And as we believe, uh, honoring God means to go to a, a certain place or a central place yeah. where you, in fact, worship him with other, other people. Well, the author points out that, <laughs> that Sunday is the biggest work day for a pastoral staff. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, that's what we're getting at. Very good point, folks. There are some people that have to work on Sunday. Okay? That's, that's their job. God gave the specific six days that he created there, so he's very clear that whatever your profession is to me, whatever your profession is, your occupation is, you can do it six, six days. But prepare for the seventh day so you don't have to do that same work. And he gave the example by providing manna for the, uh, uh, for the Israelites, right? And he told them very specifically, I'm going to give you enough manna on six days and on the sixth day, you'll pick up enough that sixth day that you won't have to pick it up on the seventh day, right? So he expected them to get up and wake up and do whatever they need to do and worship him on the Sabbath day, but he didn't want them to have to cook or to prepare or include maybe harvesting the crops mm -hmm. at that particular time in order for them to eat on the Sabbath day. And as uh, Steve just mentioned, folks, this, this is a big thing. There, on the Sabbath, in fact, Christians used to, to treat this very strongly also. Uh, 
I, I, the, the author gives an example that he, in fact, and his family would not go out to eat on Sunday. And, of course, this is the first day of the week, not the original Sabbath. And we'll come, we may talk about that in a minute. But he said they wouldn't go out to eat because if they went out to eat, someone at the restaurant had to work and prepare the meal on Sunday. And they didn't want them to have to do that. So they're, they're, the issue there about is whether or not, again, is, it, is, is Sunday a day you have to work? The pastors do work, right? And they get another day off during the week, mm-hmm. right, to compensate for that day. So they can rest and they can honor God in their way because uh, they're up here busy, busy all day long. And in fact, Bill, Bill and... Kyle work at the church on Sunday too. Bill uh, is a cameraman. He's in the tech crew, and he says, "Yes, it's it's strenuous and it is stressful, right? It it can be stressful sometimes." And and I said, "I said, but is it rewarding?" He said, "Yes, I wouldn't trade it for anything." Absolutely, I've been on the tech team uh, 19 years, uh, doing various jobs from running the soundboard, being director, cameraman, running chat, streaming, and. It's so rewarding. You don't you don't realize until you get some of the comments that some of the people say that you've known for years and now they're coming to the end of their life and they they say how wonderful it is because of computer technology. I feel like I am at my church when I am bedridden and you know that they are infirmed. So I I feel my my efforts are facilitating someone's else, someone else's worship, and, and that that rewards me. Exactly. I'll, I'll, that, I'll, that take, really I'll take a moment. Yeah. I want to ask Kyle something, but I'll take a moment just because you brought that up to plug uh, Sugarland Baptist Church uh, YouTube channel. Sundays we stream live, and that's Bill on one it's of the awesome. cameras. So. If, unless they promoted you up to the truck, so to speak. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but anyway, Kyle, you're you're the deacon. You're always there on Sunday morning. Uh, is it work? An avocation? What what's what is what is what is Sundays to you? Um, you know, so I, I do a lot of different things there. Um, you know, I, I work a door where I'm passing out programs to folks as we come in to worship. Um, I'm also on the rapid response team, which. You know, we, we just watch to make sure that there's no, you know, medical emergencies or anything else needed. Uh, we serve the Lord's Supper all the time, and we have to set up, uh, clean up, and everything else. Um, you know, all that we do, um, that I do anyway, is to honor to honor God, to, to help people enjoy their worship, which... As we know, you know, just in our society, if we enjoy stuff, we tend to do it more um, than if we don't like it. <laughs> you know, if you don't like a job, you're not going to go and do it. So to me, you know, when I, I, I'm giving hugs and smiles and handshakes, you know, to the people coming in, that's glorifying God. And I, I'm much like Bill. I do not see it necessarily as work in that sense. I think uh, I think one of the things I, 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 I mentioned in our class that that I used to play in the orchestra at a previous church, and I would go on Sunday morning, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. It is possible to overwork 
for the Lord on Sunday. So you do have to be careful, right, guys? I absolutely agree. You can overcommit and then you can start resenting it. No question about yes, it. Yes, you, yes. you can actually get so stressed out that you're you're glad to go back to work on Monday after right. working so hard on Monday, right? Right. Right. Kyle um, uh, kind of was also mentioning, you know, what if the the Pharisees came back, you know, went through a time portal, but. Um, Sundays, you know, in the culture, I, I, I will say since moving to Texas, Sunday morning at least still seems to be left left alone. I, you know, I don't. Yeah, back in back in Chicago, we do five Ks on Sunday morning. They do that here on Saturday. You have kids events, um, uh, but yeah, kids yes. Soccer, otherwise, and and, and, and recreation. Um, largely, they don't. They. I, I don't see a lot of that happening on Sunday mornings. But I mean, pretty quickly in the afternoon it starts. Uh, but yeah, uh, now sometimes it's convenient because now everybody, you know, people work on Sundays. We're not we're not just a Monday through Saturday or Monday through Friday culture anymore. Uh, go ahead. I mean, I, I'm I'm by. I'm, and, and well, we might come back to and that. We're getting, and we're getting ready for a hard break. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. Uh, we will be right back. You are listening to the Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith-based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest-growing shows in its segment. Want to book a speaker, show, or post a comment? Go to Man Up on Facebook or our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now, back to the No Church Answers Tour and the Fellows of Man Up. And welcome back to this Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, we're just regular guys. And this is podcast number 123. Hard to believe, but yeah, it is. And it's and it's still rolling. Thank you so much for tuning in. And this is the No Church Answer Tour. And that's exactly what we do. We gather as men, we look at scripture, we bring it up to date. We have Deacon Kyle on the road who's calling in. We have guys that are here talking about celebrating the Lord's Day. And I had a—I lived on a farm. We were pig farmers. And uh, when you put hay down, many of you don't know, hay is essentially grass. I mean, it's clover or alfalfa. And uh, when you, after you cut it, it's once it's dry, it has to dry out, and then you do what's bale it, which is essentially put it in bales, pack pack it tight, and it's uh, and it's it has string around it, and you got to pick it up off the field and put it in the barn, and you can't leave it there on the ground because it may get wet, and if it gets wet, it gets worthless, and I'll never forget one time, and we made it a point. We would feed the animals, we would go to church, we would clean pens, but we would not do field work on Sunday. My grandmother was a Mennonite, she lived across the street, my grandpa and and grandmother. But we happened to have a field of hay that was just too wet on Saturday, we could not bale it then. We had to bale it on Sunday after church. And so I was out there and I baled it with my dad and we worked very hard 
and probably the next, maybe not the next day, maybe it was Tuesday, I was sitting and talking with my dad. He goes, you know, I don't feel like I had a weekend. The days just kind of blend together when that happens. And and it reminds me, you know, back to what my grandfather said. And when I asked him, why do you go to church every week? He goes, I go every Sunday because it straightens me out. It lasts about seven days. Now, I got a question because there are times in all our lives where we have to work on Sunday. Uh, And early in my career, I had to. Um, There were always things that came up. But... I do know one one case, and it's really hearsay. A, a Christian friend of mine told this to me some years ago, about um, at least one 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 person. I think he was male. I had one person who uh, at least took an issue with his employer about the mu- amount of time his employer was expecting him to work on Sunday. It was not it was not a job where he had regular hours on Sunday. The employer just had so much work that he was insisting on it and I think that led that person to ultimately leave that job. So I don't know it's for the three of us here or listeners who want to write does anybody, has anyone had an issue about, uh, a, you might Absolutely. say a moral issue about working on Sunday or working to the point of Sunday where they feel that that Sabbath rule is being violated. I, as a matter of fact, I, I had that, and Kyle, Kyle was a, a retail manager. Kyle, but, but I, uh, uh, I was a manager of. Let, let me just let, let me just say it was maybe uh, like Firestone because that was the name of it, and uh, I was a manager, and my boss told me that, Bill, your store is underperforming. I'm going to need you here on Sunday. And I told him, I go, "Uh, Pete, I'll have my store open. I won't be here. I go to church. And he goes, no, Bill, this is your store. You need to be here. And I I told him, I go, Pete, uh, you gave me this store. Okay, you assigned me the store. I've been, I went to, I've gone to church my whole life. Obviously, you do not respect me. And I was young. I didn't have any. I wasn't married. I didn't have any obligations. I told him. I go. I go. You know. I'll tell you what. Uh, this is my two week notice. I, I will not work for someone that does not respect my life. I work to live. I do not live to work. And, uh, and he goes, well, I'll, t- I'll take that. And I came back and I shared that story in my Sunday school class. And one of the guys said, hey, Bill, we're looking for a salesman at this computer company I work at. You want to work here? I said, God delivered. I said, well, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much unemployed in uh, about 10 days, you know. So, and I know Kyle has a story like that, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, even, you know, I spent 12 years doing that retail thing. And, uh, I mean, we to get a weekend off just to, you know, be able to put your feet up and not be at work, sometimes you'd have to do a 13-day stretch. You didn't have a Sabbath. You were just trying to get to two days off in a row called Saturday and Sunday. Right. And, you know, you would just have to, to do – I remember one time I had 22 days straight – to be able to get to like a vacation, wow. you know? And so there was no recharge. There was no, 
church. You know, I really didn't attend church uh, very often because, well, you just, you were at the store, you were about to head to the store, you know, uh, whatever the deal was. But even like right now today, um, you know, I'm, I'm coming back, um, you know, from, from North Texas where I'm going to be doing a lot of work uh, up there. And I know that in the past I've said that I'll work six and a half days a week during my busy season. We only have seven weeks to do a majority of our, our job. And uh, so, you know, this lesson is really hitting home for me in that respect of looking at what I'm even willing to do, you know. Um, but some of it's going to be commuting back and forth, and some of it will have to be on a Sunday. So is that working? But I'm heading to work, you know. So it's a weird uh, fine line, I guess, that at, at this very moment in my own life that I'm, I'm pushing the boundaries of what this commandment is telling us to do. You know, we talked about... Oh, were you finished, Kyle? Okay. Yeah, we, we talked about this in class... And and you know what? Once again, I think we ultimately came to the we ultimately came to the conclusion that it's what's in your heart. Sometimes you may have to work on a Sunday, but the question is: Are you all the most of the time? Are you really devoted to serving the Lord with your heart? And if you have to work once in a while, I don't think that's a problem. I think because Jesus told the Pharisees very clearly. When they said, when his disciples were harvesting the wheat out uh, while they were traveling from town to town and he was ministering, he told the Pharisees, his, his, his disciples went into the fields, harvested the wheat with their hands and rubbed together and then ate the grains of corn, uh, pardon me, the grains of uh, wheat, whatever it was. And they said, your, your disciples are sinning. Aren't you going to tell them to stop that? And he says, don't you remember? He says, he says, the Sabbath was created for man, not man for the Sabbath. Uh, in other words, he's saying once in a while you may have to break it or you may do something contrary to what you're supposed to do, but it's what's in your heart. I firmly believe he says yes, that, that. That's Mark, Mark 2, chapter 2, verse 27, and, and it also appears in, in, uh, in Matthew as well. Uh, I think it's Matthew chapter 12. Um, but, and, and if, well, if Koshu were here, he always likes to say this, uh, so I'll say it, um, that Jesus, Jesus deliberately performed a lot of miracles on the oh, Sabbath just to poke in the eye of, of the Pharisees. Yeah, his big question was, is it, is it, is the Sabbath made for us to do right on mm -hmm. or do wrong? Right. right, something like that. He oh, said yes. very yeah. clearly, he um, says, is it good to... To, to do something good on the Sabbath, to do something 22. bad. Uh, yeah. Mark, uh, where did it go? Uh, I think the the real thing is time, time of rest, reflection, and reverence. I I I really think that's the that's the spirit of it, um, as opposed with you know a, a certain day. All of a sudden, turn it off. I mean, it's turned Sunday. Turn it off. Shut her down. I think it's experiencing time of rest, worship, and here, well, here, here it is in, in, in the practical. The practical stuff comes in Matthew chapter twelve. I'm going to read verse eight. 
For the Son, of, this is what Jesus said, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Basically, Jesus himself is the authority on this. And then two yes, verses yeah. down, down verses 11 and 12, he says, he said to them, and, and you'd relate to this as a former farmer, <laughs> if any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Okay. And yeah. with that, this is... Uh, Let me talk about one thing. Can we yes. mention something else? We yes. talked about worshiping God and work on the Sabbath day. Real, let's touch real quickly. What could we include in rest? Because the author brings up a point here, folks. If you all looked at the book, Bill had mentioned to you what we're, we're studying in. He thinks that you can go overboard and your recreation can be almost a sin as well. He gave ex an example that back when he was in Bible school, uh, or, or when a friend of his went in Bible school, on a Sabbath or a Sunday, which is first day of the week, he went between um, uh, places where everybody slept and, and did their homework, whatever they did on Sunday afternoons, and he could not find somebody to play checkers with him. The commons. Uh, you're basically going to the commons area. Yes, right. yes, yes. So uh, uh, a director of this particular church uh, camp, whatever it was that he was at, told him, he says, we don't play checkers on Sunday. Now, that's a little exaggeration here, but the, the question here is, is guys, what do, you, what do you think if we take, like our son out, your son, and you go play baseball with him or throw a football or thing like that, um, maybe even go swimming at the, mm -hmm. at the local pool, is according to the author, from what I see, he thinks that's that's too much work, and I don't the, think so. The, I, no, no, the author. Well, I mean, I, or the, I'm not sure if I read it, that author was giving an example, but I think yeah, no, no, it's a time in our class. What, what because I opened it by asking, what do people remember about Sundays? And right. what most remembered, whether no matter what their faith tradition was, was getting together with family. Absolutely. Okay. And so Absolutely. they probably went to church. Whatever it does. And what? then, you know, the, right. the, the, author, the author didn't go out to, to dinner, but, but they would make a meal. My, 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 my snarky thought was, yeah, we didn't want anybody at the restaurant working, working for us. So we had mom. Cook dinner working for us. <laughs> so, so that no church answers here. So, so but I, I'm eager to say, but but nonetheless, yeah. And I mean, it's yes. the idea to get those bonds back. I mean, the idea of you know doing something you enjoy. I think you know gardening on the you know you know getting out mowing the lawn. Even um, it's not your. I mean, that's it's it's maybe it's just getting away from what you're doing every day to earn your keep. And it depends on what getting away likes. from the yeah, from yeah. yeah getting away getting away from and 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 I and I'm I'm I tend to be you know I'm tend to see it as Jesus does. There are jobs where you work on Sunday. That the pastor jobs, but there are secular jobs you work on Sunday. Restaurants, um, newspapers, police. They they, ha they don't stop doctors, but they do take a day off. And 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 a Sabbath can be a Wednesday. Yes. A yeah. Sabbath is a day of rest. That's what the word means. Yeah. It's not right. Saturday or it's not Sunday. We as a you know. It, most of us take Saturday and Sunday off, and that's a fun time to take off because everybody else is taking off. But that's not 
I'd say, well, we're not going to play checkers on Sunday. Right. That's the most ridiculous thing I know, I've ever I know, heard. I know. Okay, I've said it. <laughs> right. No, right. No, that's, that's exactly that's what we're That's so doing. legalistic. Yeah, somebody yeah. has to work on Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, they may not be able to get a job mm -hmm. on Monday or, uh, pardon me, mm -hmm. Monday through Friday like the rest yes, of us, mm -hmm. or Monday through Saturday mm -hmm. and take off Sunday. And they have to feed their family. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it with all their heart mm -hmm. and they love the Lord. It's very possible that occurs. I did have to work in retail, and I worked every third Sunday, and I did not see anything wrong with it because my heart was still with the Lord, and I got a day off during the week. And so once again, I think a lot of this has to do with attitude. Like you say, where is your heart when you have to do these things? Excellent. And with that, this is podcast number 123. Hard to believe. <laughs> yes, it is. And celebrating the Lord's Day. I'm going to go around the room one more time. Around the room, and uh, we're going to include the phone. And we'll start with uh, Kyle Trahan as he speeds down the freeway. Any final thoughts uh, from you, Kyle? Uh, just a couple. Uh, you know, just because the phone is a little harder with the cues. But, uh, you know... Uh, Steve, you were just talking about, uh, you know, the, the family and getting together and dinner and all of that. Um, like with my father-in-law, uh, is Hispanic. And Hispanics traditionally, and Sunday is huge family day. And there was, I don't know, maybe a month went by that we didn't go to dinner afterwards and spend some time with my mother-in-law and father-in-law. And he expressed himself to my mother-in-law that, you know, why weren't we all getting together, you know? And so it, it's easy for us in this day and age to forget that as well. Um, we're, we don't live on the farm right next door or across the street from our grandparents anymore. You know, my grandparents were quite a ways away. Um, you know, and I didn't see them very often. So uh, it's very important that we, we remember that, that it is recharge the family as well. You know, for myself, as I mentioned, it's, and actually we mentioned it about Bill earlier, is reevaluating things that you do in your life and the way that you've done it and, and everything else. For myself now, it's looking at uh, that six and a half days a week thing. Mind you, in my head, I'm still giving the first part of that day to, to God. I'm going to go to church. Even today, as I'm up looking for where I'm going to stay, I was looking for a church and I identified two, three in the area that if I'm up here on a Sunday morning, I already know of a couple of places that I'm just going to stop in next, okay. you know? Um, so it's, I think part of it is always look at yourself and be able to do that hard evaluation of how you see yourself and what you're doing in your life. Are you honoring God with what you're doing? Excellent. Excellent. And, uh, your takeaway judge Yep, uh, I, I enjoy this conversation. I've talked about this and mentioned in my past several times. Uh, I wonder how everybody else treats the Sabbath or how you feel about it and whether or not we should just be doing nothing. You cannot do nothing on the Sabbath. Even if we teach Sunday school, like Bill, you teach Sunday school for your class or, or, or Steve himself teaches and Kyle is going to teach Sunday school this Sunday. Folks, that's work. But you know what? It's rewarding. Okay? And, and, and the, the three things, once again, I remember, uh, I want to say to you folks, remember the Sabbath day. That's number one. Number two, keep it holy with whatever you're doing, and then also rest on the Sabbath day. Keeping it holy means keep 
God first in your mind, in your heart, with your family. And then the, the, the third thing, rest wherever you can, if you can. <laughs> Agreed. Steve, your takeaway. Um, it's, it, there isn't much to add here. Um, really, f prayerfully find that middle ground. Um, but yes, step back from what you're doing day to day, what's occupying you, the earthly the earthly concerns, uh, the materialistic concerns, and, and they're there, and they do, I'm not saying they, you know, they, they have to be dealt with, you have to pay the mortgage, but God says you get a day off. And here in the West we get two days off, but don't, don't waste that time. I mean, that's a, it's not I wasted agree. time, that's a good point, but your day off is not wasted time. Right. Um, and... So, so use that, recharge, recreate, recreate. Excellent, and I couldn't agree more. Uh, there, there just comes a time when being a man, you need to just shut it down and worship, have some reverence, take some time to be with the family. And that's what uh, my takeaway from uh, celebrating the Lord's day and keeping it holy. This is Man Up, Man Up Podcast number 123. You can find us on uh, iHeartRadio as well as iTunes. All of our uh, episodes are archived on SoundCloud. We have a website, which is at uh, manupspiritualoasis.com. And we also have a Facebook page, is man-up. Uh, where you can post uh, questions or comments, and we'll go ahead and we'll answer them on this podcast. If you're ever in the Sugarland area, please feel free to stop in to Sugarland Baptist Church. We'd love to see you here. But we want to encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based Bible church. And why local? So you'll go and participate and join a small group, a small group setting, kind of like us, where you can dig deeper into the scriptures and, and apply it to your life and try to find one that's men only. And if there isn't one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.